0: I got to thinking about the presence of God and how some we all want to feel the presence of God experience. A lot of times churches will call their we call this a gathering because we're gathering together. Um a lot of times churches will call it a worship experience because we're experiencing God together. The question that I have today in this do you ever wonder why series is why does God feel far away? Why does God feel for, why do you what do you do when you want to feel the presence of God? But you don't feel God. If you don't feel Him, is He there? Is He real? Sometimes, I'm going to step away from my notes for a second. Sometimes we, we don't feel the presence of God because we're interrupted. You ever been interrupted before? felt like you were heading into a, a, t- a time of prayer or a time of worship or church, and something happens. It doesn't always happen on Sunday mornings about 9.45, right? Something happens that interrupts you. This morning I had a series of three different interruptions, all of which are trying to hijack my heart and my mind from that which God wants to accomplish in the gathering. And I know that you know what I'm talking about. It's, it, it happens on a regular basis. It's, it's like I don't even want to look at this thing, on Sundays after 8 a.m. You know what I'm talking about in the morning because it could be it could be bad news or it could be an issue or whatever it is. Don't let the enemy hijack you. It could be that, but it could be you feel far away from God for another reason. And so let's start this this message for the next 20 minutes or so, 25 minutes with prayer. Father, we ask that as we draw near to you that you would not be far away but you would do what your word says, that you would draw nigh unto us. We pray this in Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Look at three people and say, God is with you today. God is with you today. God is with you today. He is with you today. God is with you today, amen. God is with you today. Um, What do you do when you don't feel the presence of God? Well, if you don't feel the presence of God, let me tell you, you are not alone. If you don't always feel the presence of God and experience some supernatural moment in your life, you're not alone. In fact, this is what the psalmist says to us in Psalm 88, verses 13 and 14. He says, I cry to you for help, Lord. In the morning, my prayer comes before you. Why, Lord, do you reject me and hide your face from me? You can hear the heart of this psalmist as he's crying out to God, God, I'm doing everything you want me to do. <laughs> God, I'm, I'm seeking you in the morning. I'm crying out to you. I'm believing that you're there, God. Why can't I feel your presence? If, if you've ever felt that way or maybe you feel that way right now, you're not alone. Uh, David, in the Old Testament, he's, you know, he's a man who experienced God on a regular basis, a rich relationship with God, so rich, in fact, that God said he's a man after his own heart. And he said, he said, I was running, I was running from my life, God, running from my enemies, and I can't seem to find you anywhere. Have you forgotten me, God? Do you not even hear the cries of my heart? David felt this, Paul, Paul in the New Testament felt the same way. He was one of the greatest spiritual leaders in history. If you remember, he was knocked off his horse, blinded by a light when Jesus met him on that road to Damascus. And and he was called by Jesus, the living son of God. He was called by Jesus to preach the word of God. But after he had this Damascus Road supernatural experience with God, it took a period of three to 14 years before he could actually become the man, the missionary, the preacher, um, the world changer that he was. And I'm sure there was a part of him that, God, I thought that you knocked me off my horse and blinded me for a season and called me, saved me, redeemed me so that I could preach for you, so that I I could do something significant for you. But it's just another day of making more tents. And maybe you feel the same, God, where are you? Um, Jesus, he did nothing wrong. Purely spotless, purely sinless, hanging on the cross. My God, my God, why can't I feel you? Why have you forsaken me? Where are you, God? So if you've ever wondered why you don't always feel the presence of God, you are not alone. So what I want to do today is try to give you about three reasons why we don't always feel the presence of God, but these aren't necessarily comfortable reasons. So take a deep breath and prepare yourself because we have some responsibility in this. Number one, maybe you're over sensationalizing God's presence. Maybe you're looking for something supernatural. Man, I love the supernatural. I love to experience God, something awe-inspiring, the rich, real, robust presence of God. The presence of God can be an experience like that, but it's not always that. Some people are looking for a sign. One of my favorite chapters in the Bible comes from John chapter six. I preached from it many, many different times. But just one verse: uh, the words as as uh, the people are asking Jesus a question. So they ask him, "What sign then will you give? uh, Give that we may see and believe you. What will you do? What's your dog and pony show, Jesus?" What sign are you going to give us? What are you going to do to impress us? What are you going to do to inspire, prove your divinity to us? What is the sign going to be? What's the show? You're going to have to give me something here, Lord. Oh, And he opened up a can on that is what he did. He let him know that I don't owe you anything. You had the Old Testament. You had the manna that fell from heaven. You had the fire, a pillar of fire by night. You had the pillar of cloud by day. There's all kinds of signs. I don't owe you a sign. I am the bread of life, Jesus said. Give us a sign. A lot of us crave that, though. I, I know I do. I know I do. I appreciate a sign from God, maybe you're trying to make a decision. Do I date this guy? Do I date this girl? Do I break up with them or do I stay with them? Should I? Okay, God, I'm praying. Do I break up with him? But because you want to sign you something goes like God, if you want me to break up with him or you want me to break up with her, then all I need, all I need Amen. is an audible voice. And that audible voice has to say, thou shalt Breaketh up with him because an upgradeth cometh. I just need that, God. That's all I need from you. I need to know. Or maybe you've got an awesome opportunity for a job. Should I change jobs? Now, this is an opportunity. Maybe it pays a little bit more. But You're just not sure about it. You're nervous about it. You don't really know what to do. So you just, God, I really want your will. So I'm praying that God um, so that I know that I'm supposed to take this job I'm praying that a camel would walk across my front yard. If a camel walks across my front yard, then I'll take that job, God, because I know that's the sign. And we pray these things, and we ask God for these crazy signs. I want to feel something, God. I want to see something. That way I'll know you're real. And so if you wonder what's wrong with me, why don't I feel the presence of God? I came this morning to tell you that somebody, uh, that your feelings aren't the only evidence of the presence of God. If 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 you always felt God, you wouldn't need any faith. Don't trust your feelings in everything, that you don't trust the feelings to tell you everything. If I trusted everything my feelings told me, I'd be in prison right now today, right? Because I feel like punching that person in the throat. You ever, you ever feel that, right? If I walk by my feelings, then I'd be in a whole lot of trouble. If, if, you, if you don't feel like you're experiencing the presence of God, maybe, maybe you're over-sensationalizing it. Or maybe your heart has hardened. Maybe your heart has grown cold toward the things of God. It's not an indictment, but it's something to consider. Jesus was quoting a prophecy from Isaiah. When he said in Matthew 13, in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, you will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused, it's hardened. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn And I would heal them. Why don't you always experience the presence of God? Maybe you're a Christian, but you've allowed your heart to become hardened. I mean, it could be for several reasons, I suppose. It, It could be because somebody did something to you. And because of the hurt that they inflicted upon you, you close your heart off toward God and toward the people of God. Or maybe you were just so disappointed and you thought to yourself I can't really trust God because he's I mean I prayed for grandma and grandma died I, I prayed that God would provide and I lost the car I, maybe you're struggling though with ongoing sin you're allowing sin something that is displeasing to God yeah. to rule and to reign in your heart you're not confessing the sin you're not doing war with the sin, you're just accepting the sin, and your heart begins to grow cold. Let me illustrate it to you this way. We have some friends probably you're watching right now from that live in Casper, Wyoming. Um, Eric and Tina have been great friends of ours for a long time, and in fact, uh, they were watching the, the church uh, faithfully and uh, hosted even a house church there in Casper, Wyoming for a while. They contacted me, I think it was last week, and um, they were saying how cold it is, and I thought, well, it, yeah, it's been chilly and then I realized I'm now a valley boy is what I am because to the in in Casper Wyoming the, the temperature was not um no not counting wind chill just straight up temperature birthday girl was negative 24 yeah negative 24 yeah that's I, I, they say hell is hot I think hell might be cold because that sounds like hell to me you know what I'm talking about I mean it's negative 24 degrees I got thinking well I'm from Coldville we, we 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 were born and raised in the Midwest and a lot of cold a lot of wind chill when 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 you're going to go into cold temperatures, some of you might understand this because occasionally you've gone to Tahoe. But, but we, we um um <laughs> so, 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 some, so sorry some of you might understand this. But when when you're when you're going to go into cold temperatures, you have to dress in layers. You have to dress in layers, right? So you put on your long johns, uh, you put on your t-shirt, and you put on maybe not one, but two pairs of socks, uh, the fluffy wool ones, right? And you put on uh, maybe a, 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 a t-shirt, maybe a long sleeve t-shirt. You might put on, you know, layers. You might put on a sweatshirt, you put on a windbreaker, put on a, a coat. You might put on a, another coat over it. Of course, inside, you got a scarf on the inside. You got a scarf on the outside. You got your earrush, I mean, you got your, you got your stocking cap on, right? You put on your stocking cap, roll tight. And you got, so you got, you got all, you got all the warm stuff on. You got your gloves on. Sometimes you put on the isotoners and then you put the big woolly gloves over them. I mean, you are bundled up. And so when you go outside, you can't really feel the cold because you're covered up in warm things. That's kind of the point, isn't it? Well, it's kind of similar because you're you're separated from the cold by the garments that you're wearing. In the same way, if you're covered with sin, you can't feel God. Because our sin separates us from God. I'm warm, even though I'm in a cold place. I'm in sin, even though I have the potential of being in the presence of God. But I can't because I refuse to take off the the garments that are keeping me from experiencing that which is going to get me victory. So if you don't feel like you're experiencing the presence of God, I would ask you, is there sin that you just kind of gotten comfortable with? You know, it's just the way I am. Better than I used to be. Not doing it as much. Uh, maybe maybe sin that you've made friends with. You've rationalized it a little bit. I guess this isn't fun to talk about, but boy, boy it's real. Maybe it's, maybe it's bitterness. You're harboring it, holding on to it. You won't let go of it. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Justified in how you feel. And that justification could very well send you to hell, because I didn't write the rules. Jesus did. Amen. Maybe, maybe it's lust, and you're just like, well, I'm, I can't conquer this. No, you can't conquer this. Jesus can. Jesus can. The reality is, if you're caught in that sin, you're really in a prison, is what you are, and, and you can't get out of it. Maybe, maybe if you've covered, if you if you covered a sin, and you're not dealing with it before God. Maybe that's why you can't feel the presence of God very much, but it could be the flip side. Could be the flip side. Could be you are a Christian, you're a solid believer in Christ, you've been a Christian for a long time, but you're, you're, you're evaluating yourself. You say, I really, I don't feel the presence of God so much anymore, and I've been following Jesus for quite a while now. It may not be sin blocking you, it may not be, but it might be because it's become more about your performance than it is about his presence. It, it could be that, something to consider. Maybe it's Maybe it's more about your religious duties than about fully, genuinely being devoted unto God. It's just something to think about. Why can't I feel the presence of God? Well, it's got to be somebody else's fault. It couldn't possibly be, be my perspective. Why is it you might not be experiencing the presence of God? Maybe maybe you've over-sensationalized it. Maybe, maybe you're looking for the, the Holy Ghost goosebumps, which we all love and appreciate, right? But maybe your heart is hardened. Or maybe number three. Maybe God just wants to draw you closer. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Acts chapter 17. Let's, let's take a look there. Acts chapter 17. Verse number 26. From one man, now, you, now really dial into this. From one man, he, meaning God, made all the nations. That one man is, is, is Adam, later on it was Abraham. He made all the nations, that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this, God did this, so that they, that's you and me, would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. Mm. God did this. They would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. Perhaps God will let you get to a point in your life where you really crave him, where you really seek him. Sometimes that's in the hard times, the really, really difficult moments in life. You ever notice that? We seek God more in the difficult times than we do in the prosperous times when we are struggling with challenges or we have a headwind in our life or we're suffering that produces the best in us spiritually. Nobody wants that, but it does tend to get us to turn our eyes toward Jesus. Some of you came to church today because you're facing a headwind in life and you're like, I am gotta go to church. Good choice. That's a great choice, right? Praise the Lord. And when you've got a tailwind... um, Go to church, right? Go to Jesus because He'll sustain you, He'll help you. Praise the Lord. You ever notice that the opposite is true though? When you're when you're in comfort and a time of ease or prosperity, yeah, you know, it produces the worst in you spiritually, right? You just kind of get lax in your life. What does being deprived do? What does deprivation do in your life? Deprivation always brings out desire. Um when I'm deprived of water. Some of you like ice water i'm talking ice water you want the glass to sweat right you want it to be cold water some of you like 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 maybe hot water. You just prefer it. Maybe it's a dental thing. Maybe it's just whatever it is, but you prefer to drink hot water. Um, I know some people that, that just like hot water. Some people like, like like lukewarm water. And I know we tend to think that as negative because Jesus spits that out, but it's an, it's an illustration. But maybe you like lukewarm water because it's it's just, you can drink it faster or you enjoy it more or whatever. You, you like the temperature. Some people like um, flavored water. They won't drink water um, that is just plain water because plain water um, has a terrible taste to it, uh, to them. Although it's, Plain water, right? There's no taste to it, but it feels like it has. Anyway, you see, you drink flavored water, or you get the Crystal Light stuff, or what? Here's what I know: I don't care what kind of water you prefer. When you're really thirsty, you'll drink out of a mud puddle. That's what you'll do, right? When you're like really thirsty, as the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after thee, right? When when you're when you're thirsty, what you give me something to drink. When you're hungry. When you're hungry, some of you say, oh, no, I don't want a donut. And all you can think about now are the donuts, right? You're just like, oh, why didn't I get a donut? What was I thinking? They're over there. They're, I see them. Peeky-boo, right? I see them right there. And I didn't get a donut. I'm hungry. And when you're hungry, I mean, when you're really hungry, not just a little, but when you are hungry, you know, give me something to eat because now I'm hangry, right? I'm, and so when, when, you, when you don't feel the presence of God for a season, could it be? That God is allowing that so that you'll crave him even more. That you'll be thirsting for him even more. That you hunger for him even more. You'll long for him even more because you really want the presence of God. I'm going to seek after it. Here's what's really cool about God is God wants to be pursued. The Bible says he's a jealous God. He wants us to pursue him. He wants you to chase after him even though he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Even though he's there anyway, if you don't feel him, remember we don't walk by our feelings, but God gave us our feelings and you want to feel the presence of God, he's a relational God. He wants your heart. He wants your devotion. He wants your passion. In fact, in fact, he gives us an incredible an incredible promise in, in the book of Jeremiah. Uh, in the Old Testament, he says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart jeremiah 29 13 god loves to be pursued he loves to reveal himself to you he loves you so much and if you don't feel god remind yourself this just because god feels distant doesn't mean god is absent Just because he feels distant doesn't mean he's absent. Just because you don't feel him doesn't mean he's he's not there. Don't believe everything that you feel. Your feelings are going to fool you. Your feelings are not facts. Sometimes you need to get out of your feelings, and we've got to activate our faith. you got to believe by faith that if I draw near to God, that he's right there. Sometimes you don't feel love in your marriage. You don't walk out. You rekindle the fire. Sometimes you don't feel love for your kids. You don't put them up for adoption. You want to, right? But you don't do that. You pursue them. You love them. Sometimes you don't feel God. You don't walk away. You don't blame God. You step into Him. You want more of Him. You pursue after God. Will you ever feel the supernatural, awe-inspiring, overwhelming presence of God that will drop you to your knees? The answer is yes. Yes, you will. If you continue to pursue him, there will be times when God will show up and God will show off, and he will stun you. You can't even speak before God. Those moments will take place. I'm talking goosebumps and tingles and tears and flat on your face time with God. Yes. But in most cases, most of the time, you'll experience him in normal, ordinary simple moments of life like if you've got the youversion app that we recommend that's on the connect cards you can scan and download you can sign up for daily Bible reading sometimes you 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 open up the app and the verse of the day it's like it was hand-picked for you and you're like God it's exactly what I needed that's the presence of God or you' having one of those days and your friend calls you or shoots you a text that says hey God God put you on my heart and, and I've been praying for you and you're like, oh, that is, the, that is so timely. That is the presence of God. But you feel spiritually dry and you're tucking your kids in to bed. You only want to do it to be honest. You're just like, uh, uh, I need about, about eight more minutes and maybe I can then hang it up for the night. And you go to pray with your child and your child then in turn prays and they pray a big prayer of faith and you say God there's faith in that I needed that you come to church and you just like you're down it takes every bit of faith just to make it and you walk in and God meets you right where you're at maybe he gives you a word that you needed to hear I remember one time um, it just took a few minutes at the beginning of the gathering before it started and I was greeting some, greeting some people and I uh, went up to somebody and said looks so like you, you need a hug let me give you a hug and I gave him a hug and I had no idea that that hug what it meant I mean it was just a hug but I guess they had said to the Lord that I really need to feel your presence today I really need they said a dad hug If you seek him, you will find him. Sometimes you gotta get over your feelings. You gotta activate your faith. Faith that says he'll never, ever leave you. He's a God that won't forsake you. When you don't know what to do, he is with you as your guide. When you're hurting and life is falling apart, it's crumbling, he is with you as your comforter. When you feel alone and you don't know where to turn, he is with you as your friend sticks closer than a brother. When you can't sleep, you are overwhelmed with anxiety. He is with you as your heavenly peace goes beyond your human ability to understand. When you're covered in sin, He is with you as your savior. So if you don't feel God, maybe maybe you've over-sensationalized it, maybe. Maybe your heart has gotten harder along the way. Maybe God just wants to draw closer to you. He wants you to draw closer to Him. No matter what, you, you gotta call on Him every single day. So for those of you that are gonna give a presentation at school or at work this week, His grace and His presence is available. Just ask Him. When you feel all alone and you're hurting, Cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. When you're overwhelmed, all we need to do is cry out, Jesus, Jesus. Just cry out to Jesus. Call out to the Son of God. And the good news is no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, no matter what the weight feels like, no matter how overwhelming this moment may seem, if you ask him, he will Draw near to you as you draw near to him. Because as you draw near to God, God always draws close to you. And you may end up like David who said, I know the Lord is always with me, he will never leave me, he will never forsake me. Let's pray. Father, we ask that in this sacred, holy moment, you would reveal yourself to us. God we need you with your heads bowed and your eyes closed if the cry of your heart is I want to experience the presence of God I want to experience the presence of God by the way a little inserting a little hope here and my hope is that every hand goes up for this God, I want to experience the presence of God. Thank God this is not based upon my feelings. I want to experience the fact that you are right here right now, that you truly have never left me. Though I feel alone, I am not alone. You are right here with me. If your prayer is, I want to experience the presence of God, would you lift your hand up right now? I don't care if you're here, you're at home, you're watching this later, just lift your hand and say, God, I want to experience the presence of God. Jesus. Jesus. For some of you, what you might need is you might need to worship God. You can put your hands down. For some of you, what you might need is you might need just to be still and quiet before God. Let His presence just saturate you, just envelope you. Some of you, you have great intentions. And all week long, you think to yourself, well, I'm going to have some quiet time. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to spend some time with the Lord. And all of a sudden, you know it, you're going to church again the next weekend. And you're like, ah, oh, I didn't even dust the thing off, right? I, I, I didn't, I didn't. And, and you feel bad. God doesn't want you to feel bad. I don't believe that. But we've got a moment here by design, right here in the gathering today. So I've asked the worship team to come. And we're going to have a seeking moment here at New Life. Maybe it's right there. I happen to believe uh, that God meets us in a very special way, in a sacred way, when we take steps toward Him. So we're going to open up the altars up here and just allow you to come and stand or kneel. Some of you might want to go go to the cross just symbolically and just, God, I'm coming to you. And somebody might want to just kneel or bow their head right at their seat or Here's what I know. Wherever is probably the most uncomfortable for you might be where God wants you to go. It's just the way it works because he wants you to seek after him with all your heart. With all your heart. So we're going to take about five minutes here at the end and we're going to seek him with all our hearts. Then I'm going to close this gathering up in prayer. Please don't miss the moment. Don't miss the moment. What God wants to do in your spirit and in your heart today. Just seek. And all these things will be added unto you. Let's worship the Lord. and Let's seek after God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The altars are open. Let us seek God.
1: Be it clear now more minutes. We're not done yet. Keep pressing in, keep seeking, because He's seeking you. He's seeking you today.
0: you have a need in your life that you need prayer for we're going to ask you to please step over to no matter what Jesus offers hope to the banner on the side near the cross we'd like for some pastors elders if you can to go over there and pray the prayer faith for people that have a need physically emotionally spiritually relationally whatever the need might be but a burden in your heart and you need prayer we'd like to meet you in a special way one of the Old men in our church, we say that affectionately because the group that they attend on Mondays is called the Old Man Group at Heinz's house. Last Thursday, uh, from what we understand, he's a widower, 89 years old, and fell in his home. When he fell, he broke his neck in two places, his arm and his leg. And yet this man found a way to crawl on the floor to get out in the garage and open the garage door. Somehow, so that a neighbor would see his garage door was open and help was called. He's in the hospital today in Modesto and so we're asking that you pray for Ron today. Pray for Ron today. Lift up him before the Lord. He's also uh, a person that remains nameless that is struggling with, um, I don't know what you call it, going back to addictive behaviors. He's asked for us to pray for that person today. God would, help them and strengthen them in the journey. I know there's other needs. If you have needs, we'll meet you over here. We'll pray for you. But rest in the Lord as we take just two or three more minutes and seek after God. I think that Jesus is pleased with moments like this because he turned the tables over. So this isn't what my house is. My house will be a house of prayer. So let us seek after God just a little bit longer day.
1: It's more than I can stand, I'm melting your peace, it's overwhelming, I want to sit at your feet, drink from
0: Thank you that you are always faithful whether we feel you or not we want to pursue you with all our hearts so god we'll open up your word and we will seek you we'll open up our hearts and we will cry out to you we'll open up our lives and we will let you in we'll let your spirit guide us we'll let you direct us god i pray that there would be times when we would be overwhelmed by your power and stunned by your presence And God, I pray there would be other times when we would see you in in the sunrise, that we would sense your presence in a relationship, that we would see you working in our church, that we would feel you as you use us to bring a word of encouragement to someone who's hurting or feel you when someone encourages us. God, help us to see you and experience you in the big ways. And God, help us recognize that you're always with us, even in the small, seemingly meaningless times, you will never leave us. Thank you, Jesus, for meeting us here today. May we leave this place changed, redeemed, for your glory's sake, in the precious, holy, awesome, anointed name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And everybody said, amen, and amen, and amen, and amen. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. May he give you rest. And may he give you peace. God bless you, New Life Church. As you leave this place, be the church. In Jesus' name, have a great Sunday. Y'all are dismissed. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Praise God.